Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. It's uh, it's an exciting day here. Uh, it's a Tuesday, and um, man, it has just been a crazy day. Um, the phone has not stopped ringing, and not in a bad way. Not crazy in a bad way. It's uh, you know, uh, lots of work is rolling in. That. That I guess could be considered bad uh, for my lazy side uh, because I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And uh, it's just, I don't know if you've ever had one of them days. It just it just keeps coming. Yeah, I feel like Lucy in the Chocolate Factory, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, I am very, very excited to do the show. Number one, it's a little break from work, and um, we have a fantastic guest lined up. Uh, guests, I should say, with an S, plural. Uh, they, um, Olivia and Cody, they are uh, they comprise a really cool indie art pop uh, duo out of uh, Boston, Mass, and uh, called Little Fuss. And I am just a big, big fan. Um, I uh, have been listening to their music and whatnot, and just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, so, without further ado, here's Olivia and Cody. Little fucks. Hey guys, how are you? Hey. Hi, we're doing really well. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. I'm very excited to talk to you guys, and um, I am just just blown away. Uh, you guys are very talented, and uh, a lot of pat for the punch. You know what I mean? It's it's really good work. Um, <laughs> no, you guys. I wanted to ask you, because um, I know you guys are from Boston, are you guys like part of like the Berkeley music thing there, scene there, or uh, uh, are you just a couple yeah, of cool people that decided to make a band? The opposite of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, yeah. We're... We we met um, through Berkeley, yeah, and we, we currently go to school there. Yeah, we actually I met gotcha. in yeah, a broad campus in Spain. We're both actually from Ohio, but we met in Valencia, Spain, um, through Berkeley, which is actually, nice. I don't know, Pretty funny. Yeah, very coincidental. That's cool. Whereabouts in Ohio are you guys at, uh, from? Um, well, I'm from Cleveland, and then Cody's from about two hours away from there. Like middle of a cornfield, like rural Ohio. Yeah. A town called I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I grew up in Detroit, so um drove through Ohio many, many times. Um you know interesting oh, fact yeah. about Ohio, a lot of people I, I, don't realize, is uh there's been more astronauts in the NASA space program from the state of Ohio than any other state. Uh, so take that oh, really? bit of knowledge for you trivia at the bar fans. Um <laughs> that's cool. that every other you guys went to Spain. And and just ran into each other. I mean, what was the deal? Were you eating uh, spaghetti and you put chili on it? What what happened? 
Um, <laughs> it was orientation week, and I was just talking to someone, and they asked where I was from, and I said Ohio, and they said, oh, my gosh, my friend right here is from Ohio, and they tapped the person in front of them, and they turned around, and it was Cody, and then I was like, hi. And, and then they walked away, and Olivia and I proceeded oh, to have, like, a two-hour conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like so you came through the clutch. Yeah. James Bond. Yeah, yeah. He was so, smooth, ladies and gentlemen. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it wasn't like that at first, you know, but. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. It was until he found out her type of music, and then he's like, oh, man. Not only is she cool, she's into cool music. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I, I see you, Cody. I see you. Um, well, that's very yeah. cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Just but, um, an observation. Was, oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, it was, it was cool because we, um like, immediately after meeting, we, like, just immediately started, like, forming. Like, that was back in 2019, and we started, like, basically writing the songs that would become, like, our first releases. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the music that we have out right now was written like back either in like Spain. twenty yeah, like back in Spain. Um so yeah, it was cool. It was like a, a very immediate connection. Yeah. Lots of freshman year all nighters just writing songs together, sort of. Yeah. Nice. Drinking a little wine, enjoying Spain. Come on, man. That's that's fantastic. Very cool. In the midst of a global pandemic. You're in a foreign country. Yeah. You know, what you going to do? Oh, my gosh. Well, we got, uh, yeah. Say we, again? We kind of got, got low-key uh, kicked out of Spain. Yeah, because of COVID. We all got sent home. So it was kind of chaotic, but that's where the Ohio thing sort of was the most convenient because we got sent home from school, but we were still just two hours away from each other. So we kept on writing through the pandemic, which was – yeah, yeah. I I don't think Little Fuss probably would survive. The, I mean, it would have just because I feel like our musical connection was so strong. Um, yeah. But it, you know, we definitely wouldn't have been able to come out of the pandemic having written so many songs and you know being as ready as we were to kind of like hit the ground running. Yeah. Had we not been, you know, two hours away from each other. Nice, nice. Well, I will say this. No, I don't know. It's been a, a million years since I lived in Boston. I'm an old man now. Um, but it used to be, it may still be the same thing, and you guys are in it, so you can, you'll have to tell me. Um, the people, everybody throws around, you know, they're like, oh, Berkeley Conservatory of Music, you know, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. The reality is, when I lived there, I was, I was a wild kid. I, uh, you know, I was going to art school, all the weirdo artists and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we'd go clubbing and hang out at, you know, goth bars and suck in our cheeks and look like vampires. But um, all the serious people that we knew, like serious music people, went to Berkeley. And they didn't party. And they didn't go to cool clubs and whatnot because they were, they were serious. It was almost like, you know, they were training to be doctors or something. They were very, very serious. Uh, took their took their skill and their art, their craft and their art, incredibly serious. Is, is, is that pretty much still the same scene like that? 
Um, Very serious. I, no fun. <laughs> we have zero fun. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm telling, I had a roommate that went to Berkeley, and he's always, keep it down. You had to take your boots off before you came in the house. You wake him up. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's high having a musician tell you to keep it down for run. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty that's, pretty. <laughs> that's yeah, what I we think said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'd say it's a healthy mix. Um, honestly, definitely people go to Berkeley for different reasons. So there's definitely some students there who are um I mean I say we're all serious minded, but just there's students there who are take that a little more like academically, whereas I'd say we mm. are part of sort of a community that's really into like the house show scene and just really working together to create a sort of like scene in Boston of um, DIY live shows and stuff like that. Nice. So we have, we for sure. Cody and Olivia, Olivia you, you guys are the fun crowd at Berkeley. I mean, that's awesome. We that's are. Hey. <laughs> no, we are. I mean, <laughs> at least we play music for them. I don't know if we ourselves are the fun crowd, but we like yeah. to <laughs> I, I always, play the shows. I always think of playing concerts as in, like, like wow, we're, like, headlining, like, a party yeah. that, like, we didn't throw. <laughs> but, like, we're still, like, we yeah. still get invited. Well, we weren't even invited to the party, but we're just, like, we're just there. <laughs> there. <laughs> Well, the cool thing when you play it, is, you know, after your set is, uh, you know, if you're sharing instruments, that usually was how the parties went where I was, when I was there. Um, you know, five bands would all use each other's instruments. I don't know if that's still the same way. Okay. Uh, but, you know, you can go around, you can hang out at the party, you know. Have yeah. some fun when you're not playing. Yeah. So that's cool. Meet people. But you guys aren't out not wolfing around. You guys are, you know in a band already, serious, and, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. Very, very cool. <laughs> so you, you guys um, rolled the pandemic out in Ohio. I hope all your people, your tribe, everybody came through okay. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, that was a crazy time, man. I never saw it coming. I never saw it coming yeah. at all. Um, we, well, it really hit us hard because, we like we did get sent home from Spain, and uh, mm. it, it was interesting because um, the part of Ohio where I went back to in particular was part of that like uh, like fraction of the country that just wanted to deal with the pandemic by like acting like it didn't exist. <laughs> really, uh, and I, so it, I totally understand, I Cody. Well, yeah, well, it was strange because I never understood quite the scope of things until, like, you know, I would go to Olivia's place in Cleveland and we would go out to restaurants or something. And I was like, oh, like, I I didn't realize that everyone was, like, wearing masks and everything. You know, right. so it was, like, something I feel like I wasn't yeah. – I, I felt the repercussions without actually seeing how much the world was – affected on a day-to-day basis well and in fairness just to be clear like cody's house in ohio is like kind of self-isolated in the sense that it's just like surrounded by open fields and stuff it's it's not like very isolated yeah so you know as long as you're staying with your family unit like 
I say it's just like a different situation than yeah. like being in a city or something where you're around yeah. other people. I hear you. I hear you. I I was in South Florida. That's where I live. And, um, you know, it moved here about 10 years ago. And, um, yeah, it's the Studio 54 of deniability, um, <laughs> you know, an irrational thought. Um, it was uh, It was definitely zany here. I'll tell you, when it first hit, um, me and my wife, Danny, we, we've one of those couples who have been together forever. Um, you know, we bought a house. We even got a dog. And then her uh, Italian mother finally wore us down, and, you know, we have to get married. Um, <laughs> so we did. And uh, matter of fact, at our wedding, it was kind of interesting. Uh, one of my best friends who I went to high school with uh, was there. And we were being very cavalier about the whole pandemic thing. It hadn't happened yet. Um, but every, but there was a lot of people we knew freaking out, and uh, we were kind of making fun of it. We were like, "Oh, look at Aunt Tilly over there, you know. Oh, she's all worried, you know, kind of behind her back." And uh, so, fast forward a week later, after we got married, um, we didn't really go on a honeymoon. Like I said, my my wife's from Florida. She's born and raised here, so she worships at the Temple of Disney. And uh, we decided to uh, <laughs> get the hell out of the house for a couple days, go up to Disney, stay at a resort, you know. Um, just kind of decompressed after the wedding and, and all of that. So we're out at a fancy restaurant, right, at Disney. It's, it's one of them uh, Japanese places where they have the big grill table and you're sitting with 20 people you don't know and they're making onion volcanoes and stuff. And uh, uh-huh. I don't use a cell phone, not because I'm cool, ladies and gentlemen. It's because I'm cheap. My wife has one. I'm with her. I figure... What the hell do I need a cell phone for? So, you know, that's just a way for people to bug me. And uh, <laughs> so we're sitting at this table. Everybody's cell phone starts. It was like a movie. And they're all looking at the – and, with, and they're, I'm seeing the color drain out of people's faces. And so I, you know, lean over to my wife, Danny, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Are the missiles flying? You know, what's happening? And she's uh-huh. looking at her uh, cell phone. And she goes, no, Disney just announced they're closing the park. And I'm like, wait a second. If Disney's walking away from $35 hamburgers sales, this is serious. Disney doesn't walk away from money ever, you know. Then you get the hell out of here yeah. and get home. And I wasn't, you know, it was in thinking back, if I'm honest, I wasn't worried about the, the medical aspect of it. You know, oh, I'm going to get sick. I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't worried at all about that. Obviously, seen too many movies because I was worried about the mutant gangs that were going to come try to take my toilet paper. So me and my dog were doing like property walk arounds every hour just to make sure everything was all right. Um, and yeah, yeah, I didn't see it happening, man. But boy, was I wrong, yeah. man. No, uh, we yeah, did apologize no to Aunt until it actually happened. No one oh, saw yeah. it coming in. Happen. Yeah, for sure. Us, us included. I remember us waking up on the day um, when we were still living in Spain. And uh, we were making, you know, plans for the next, like, one or two months. Um, and then it was a similar situation in which they rounded up everyone in the entire school and told us that we had to, we had to leave mm. in the next two days. Basically, in the next like forty-eight hours. Yeah, for sure. Because well, they kicked out of a lot of places, but never a country. Oh my gosh! Chaotic for that's sure. Pretty, that's pretty wild. 
thank God you guys had places to go to, you know. Um, I remember when I was in school, a lot of, you know, they didn't keep their apartments over the summer and stuff. They'd get new ones when they went back to school. And uh, thank God you guys had some place to go, you know. You don't want to be staying in the Greyhound station in Cleveland. That's no fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're very no. thankful that we had a home base. Olivia would have been staying at Cody's, but they probably would have put you to work, <laughs> Olivia. I bet you there's a lot of work to do where Cody lives. Oh my god, I've been to those places. I mean, family stuff going on. Oh my gosh, there's a hummingbird outside. Um, but I had a lot of family stuff going on. Pandemic, so I actually did come stay at Cody's for like huh? every other week like come stay here because we would just work on music and our friend Noah would come and stay here too so um his family was super welcoming and um it was a good time we just like yeah I mean obviously it was like not time because of the pandemic but it was awesome that we actually still had somewhere to work on music yeah what's cool number one when I've never been in a band. I take it back. I was going to tell you this this story before we come in the air. Remember, I said I'll save that story for later. I uh, only uh, I'm a painter by trade. That's what I do. That's my day job. I, I paint pictures. I've been doing that for you know 20 years or whatever. And um, never really. All of my friends were musicians growing up. They were all in bands and stuff, and seemed like a great way to meet girls. Um, but. I just didn't have it, you know. And I remember there was a local, some kids had a band in my high school, and they said, you've got big, crazy hair and wear eyeliner, you know, and seem to know a lot of girls. You should be in the band. I'm like, I don't know how to play anything. They're like, don't worry about it. Just stand by the keyboards. We'll pre-program everything and just, just stand there and smile. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can do that. And uh, so that was my, that was the, uh, I was in this band for, I don't know, a couple months. Um, and then it just got really dull. I don't know. I found something else to do. But um, that was my whole experience. But it was so funny because we played one actual gig. Uh, it was a graduation party for this girl named Cheryl. I'll never forget her. Nice folk. Uh, played in their garage, you know, and they had the big setup and whatnot for the party. We knew three songs. That's all we knew. And so we played. Our, our gig was for an hour. So we played, you know, three songs over and over again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Also, we saw. We like really another Duran Duran cover. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We've heard it. Guys. We have to get off the stage. We have to remember that. Yeah, we saw some of your art, by the way, online, and we are like looking through all of it, and it's so amazing. You're we're so re- talented. We're really oh, big fans. Thanks, I appreciate that. That's awesome. That makes my day. Makes my day. <laughs> um, well, very cool. But I I enjoy your art as well. I like I said I was actually working on a painting the other day and I, I said let's give these guys a listen and, and I um I don't get paid by YouTube ladies and gentlemen or anything like that I'm not on YouTube I don't know I think we have a video up there or something but that's of the dog snoring or something you know nothing exciting um but I use YouTube more than I do other streaming source uh, sites just especially for music because it's easy and uh, and I'm an old man and you know. Sometimes uh, websites confuse me. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to 
this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey Rockers, this is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the book's 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS. That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Anyway, um, so I started listening, and it's just they, they play into other videos, you know, as, as you do it. And, yeah, I was just sitting here painting, listening to Little Fuss, and really enjoying myself. You know, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Those video where you were on a, on the teacher, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks. Well, we appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's cool, man. It's it's very cool. So you guys formed, and um, you know, you've been putting out stuff. Uh, now, you've got uh, there was a big. Let me see. I've got my uh, notes here. There was a big nine. Uh, what was it? I had it written down. Nine chapter concept album. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this or not. You're not supposed to put out a concept album at first. 
Those are hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I. <laughs> I mean, I. I'm not gonna go as far as to call it like a full-on concept. It definitely doesn't have a full-on as much as like a full-on narrative, like Ziggy Stardust or something like that. But definitely, it has a theme. Um. Uh, yeah, it's called Girls at Parties, and every song is sort of like a different girl's experience at a party, but at the end of the day, it's sort of, from our perspective at least, it's sort of just all the same girl um, having lived all these different experiences, because I think, you know, everybody is sort of like a walking contradiction of themselves, and um there's a lot of different sides to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen sorry, it, I didn't... Oh, I was going to say, uh, especially a party, a lot of uh, a lot of people, not just girls, but, uh, you know, when I think about girls' parties, um, yeah, they usually put their best foot forward, um, <laughs> you know, although I have seen some at parties where things went horribly awry, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> The best foot did not come forward um, for whatever reason. Uh, I'm yeah, very impressed. Sure. I'm very impressed with all the. Uh, I listened to the whole album. I, I downloaded the whole album, and um, so big shout out to. Uh, I don't know if he was supposed to send it to me to Joshua over there at Trend PR. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. I particularly liked uh, a modern Olympia, and folks, here you go. Here's the slam dunk. If you're going to be on the Jamie Rock show and you're in a band, it, you name a song after a, a famous Cezanne painting, I'm in. <laughs> you got me. You got me. I'll pick up yeah, the dry yeah. cleaning for that. Man. Yeah. Pretty well, I'm, I'm glad it found its target audience. <laughs> for sure. For sure. No, that's definitely my favorite one, too. Um, I can't wait to put that one out. It's because, yeah, the painting is sort of, um, I mean, definitely, a, um, you know, like a Queen's painting nowadays, for sure. But back when it came out, it was really scandalous because it sort of reimagined the goddess Venus in a bit more of a, you know, controversial light as sort of like a prostitute in the painting. And um, the song is sort of like nothing against, Cezanne specifically at all, um, all the opposite, but maybe against the critics who criticized it um, back when it was first painted, because I feel like something about that story, um, just of like a mythological goddess who was then repainted as a prostitute and like totally criticized, I think is just very parallel to both... um, the history of like females in the world and also just um, parallel to the personal experience, I think of any like female identifying person in today's world and sort of that loss of innocence when you realize sort of your place in society or at least where like the majority of people want your place to be and like how the male gaze affects that. And so, yeah, that's sort of like Absolutely. what I'm in the song, so I hope that people give it a listen. Absolutely. And that's, you know, it's something you don't think about. I think people 
perhaps with, with songs like this or, or albums like this, um, hopefully we'll give more thought to. Um, speaking from like a guy's point of view, you know, it's got to be a drag. It's got to be a drag to be a girl on the uh, a woman on the on the bus or something, you know, you, you're wearing a nice outfit, you, you know, you, you got a whatever, and everybody's looking at your legs on the slot, you know, they know it, they see it, they got to, you know, um, and, and people do that, you know, and they, they don't think about it. And so like, how would you, how would you dig that too? <laughs> don't do that, you know. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? Nothing wrong yeah. with appreciating, uh, you know, some beauty, but don't, don't be leering and. and you know, don't put people in that room. How about that? Um, it's got to sure, be a threat. Sure. I don't know for if sure. it's the Me Too movement or if it's just the society. Hopefully we're getting better. I want to try to think that, you know, we're on the, a better path. I know it's sometimes hard when you watch the news all the time and, um, you know, you see idiots and uh, you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe we should fall into the sun, you know. Um <laughs> But there's good stuff, too. This album. Listen to, uh, you know, Girls at Parties. And uh, and, and the, the title track is phenomenal. We're going to play that in a little bit. Um, that's, it helps keep us out of the sun. That's all I'm saying. And I don't mean that hot, the sun being a positive thing. Big burning ball in the sky. Anyway, I got on a weird tangent. Um, that's cool, man. That is cool that you guys are able – I like that you guys are able to paint with the brush of music um, and, and tell those stories and bring up points like that. That's – my hat goes off, you know. That's cool. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah I, I think one of the main things with this album that, like, we had a conversation about when we first started, like – well, really, when we first started writing music together is, like, we don't ever want to shy away from like being like confrontational, you know, like whether it's like from the sound or like in this case, you know, right. Like Olivia, you know, writing the lyrics to a concept that when you, when you hear it, you know, maybe like, maybe it makes you a little bit uncomfortable as a listener. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's not that's a good really bad thing. Um, it, 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 yeah, like, it, it isn't necessarily a bad thing if you listen to it and maybe, you know, through our use of, like, more bombastic sounds or lyrics that maybe are uh, are pointed and make very poignant criticisms about society. Um, you know, that's that's really one of our goals with this album is maybe to make people sit down and feel feel confronted, you know, maybe feel like a little bit um, uncomfortable at times. And, uh, and yeah. So yeah. Or even just really like important. to empathize a bit, like I think, um, and just kind of to tie everything together, you know, the painting or sorry, the song you were talking about, the painting, a modern Olympia is just like one of the nine tracks that we were talking about. And that song's kind of like about, the girl in the painting on the wall at the party, but every song is like we were saying about a different girl at a party. And um, whether it's like confrontational or whether it's just like a song to emphasize, I think we just really wanted to write um, 
well-rounded narrators for every song. Um, so hopefully that comes across, like whether that like is something that you can relate to or something that makes you think a little bit or just something that you can like jam out to. Um, you know, I hope that it, it comes across as something we put like thought into. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's fantastic, man. It's a brilliant idea for a concept album. I, I, I love it. Um, no, are you guys holding off releasing? I mean, I know, uh, Girls at Parties, the title track, is is out, as I understand it, right? Um, that's been released as a single. And um, I know, uh, I remember, I wrote this down. I don't know what it's to, though. Human of the Century. That's, is that on? That's not on this, is it? Human no, of the Century. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that came out about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Yeah. Um, it was a part of our first DP um, that we released. Nice, nice. So are you guys going to release this as a full album then or release it all as singles? I guess is the question. We'll release some singles leading up to the album for sure and then eventually nice. release the album. We figured we may as well kind of take our time. We have it all scheduled out um, for mm-hmm. when it's going to be everything, but we figured we could take our time just to make sure that with every song we can um, – you know, accompany it with um, the proper visuals and stuff like that that we have a lot of fun putting together for every song. Yeah, like videos and photos, and which, you know, it, it sounds like a small thing, but when you're a DIY entity like us, like we kind of have to look <laughs> over all that being just two people. So it can, it can kind oh, of yeah. be like, yeah, it can kind of be more of a, you know, a, a time-consuming process. Um, but we just want to make sure that every song, like, we're releasing it into a space that represents it rather than just, like, putting it out online and hoping that someone stumbles across it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. you got to have a plan, man. you got to have a plan. And you're working with one of the best PR companies in the business, in my opinion, um, I've worked with them for a couple of years now. They really know what the hell they're doing. I'm talking about Trend PR. Uh, big shout out to uh, Joshua and Amanda and Conrad and the whole gang over there. Um, they're they're aces yeah. in my book. They they could teach classes yeah. on how to be a PR company. <laughs> you know, if you're in the business, folks, and you're looking for like digital representation, um, you know, I don't know what you got to do. Um, wash Joshua's car or whatever you got to do, uh, get them in your corner. No, I'm, I'm sure you have to write a check, but, uh, you know, you want them on your side is what I'm saying. Well worth it. Uh, very, very yeah. cool. Well, it's, you know, in working with them, I just know from experience, man, they always have a, when they have a band come on, I don't know what they, I always envision like, Tom Cruise in one of the Mission Impossible movies going over blueprints. They have it mapped out, baby. Um, everything. And uh, you know, you get, that's how you get good results. <laughs> I'm always impressed with uh, them and the bands they work with. Yeah, but I hear you, Cody. Oh, go ahead, Olivia. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, no, I was just going to say that we really like working with Josh, who is our sort of main contact from Trend. It was really cool, um, you know, with an album like this that does have a lot of, like, 
intricate sort of details and stuff to describe. Um, he was so in to just do like a total deep dive and like all the influences and everything. I even just like mentioned that one of the songs was inspired by like a random book and our next phone call with him he was like i thought the book and i'm like he's like i'm on chapter four yeah and we're I was like, like well, reading a fucking book i was to like understand. i was like oh this is awesome like, i we're definitely super super grateful to be working with yeah. them because yeah i mean you just don't ex- you can't like get that from anyone really <laughs> just doesn't right they actually right the world I'm telling you, you're changing minds, man. You're influencing. You're influencing. You, you guys are Instagram influencers now. Uh, and not just Instagram. Um, you know, well, I know that you guys have a TikTok. Um, we have links, folks. We have links. We have their main link tree, which has all the, all the links. We also have direct links to their Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. You guys are still on Facebook. Wow. Hats off. Yeah. Most oh, yeah, fans we're doing aren't. It a- Casting a wide Living net. dangerous. <laughs> 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 Old people like myself really appreciate it. Um, and my racist aunt. No. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hip her to you guys. I probably should. Um, maybe. Maybe her minds would be changed. One could hope. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, well, this is cool, man. This is very cool. Now, I like. Um, I like all these tracks that I've heard so far. I like Girls at Parties. Um, should we, uh, we we should play it. Should we talk a little bit before we play it, or should we play it and then talk about it? Whichever you guys like to do. Um, I mean, any, anything's fine. I suppose you can play it. It's a pretty, like, open-to-interpretation song. I, I don't want to I don't want to talk people out of listening to it, so maybe we'll talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Good answer. Good answer, Cody. Good answer. Here it is, folks. This is Little Fuss, Girls at Parties. Reality is bizarre enough for me.
What a track, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Wow. Listen to those 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 vocalizings and the bass in there. Oh my gosh. Little fuck. Little fuck. I like it a lot, um, Cody and Olivia. Good stuff. Good good stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Let me ask you something, because this is such a good track and so polished and so nice. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, when you're working on, no, I know we're hearing the finished product. You guys, it, it, it probably, you know, it's the same with my paintings. People look at the end painting, the end result, and they're like, eh, nothing was on TV last Tuesday. He knocked that out, you know. Sometimes that's very true. Uh, the majority of times what they don't see is the canvas fighting me, and I'm ready to throw it in the street and jump up and down on it, uh, but I don't, you know, I I Keep at it until it's, uh, I bend it to my will, so to speak. But they oftentimes will fight. And you can never tell at the end. Now, I don't know if you guys want to answer this or not. Did I'm not saying, there's no hint that it did. Did girls at parties put a little bit of a fight? Um, or did it all just become really easy? Uh, I mean, it definitely hasn't always sounded like the final product. <laughs> Yeah. I would say our writing process is interesting because, and maybe I suppose this is a little more akin to how you would approach a painting, um, but we don't really, like, demo. Like, we, we don't, like if people were to ask for a demo of the song. It'd be like, just, which version do you want? Yeah, because we, we just start recording, and the end of us recording is the final product. Um yeah. But but what I will say is with this one in particular, um, it was really cool in the fact that it was really collaborative on all fronts, like the production um, front nice. as well. Like Olivia and I just kind of sat down, and the first thing that came was like the tempo and the beat and like the general yeah. vibe of the track. Um, yeah. I mean, we sat down. I think this one was funny because you'd think that since it's the title track, it would have been one of the first ones that we wrote, but it was actually one of the last ones. And I think we just knew mm. we wanted to write something called Girls at Parties, and we wanted it to have, like, a talking sort of, like, vibe to it. But we had no idea when we sat down to write it. We thought we would just write this sort of, like, instrumental thing in the background and then have sort of, like, an untimed talking like, like, like going, yeah, going over yeah, like it. Yeah, like a spoken word almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we started working on this sort of like, I guess, beat, you would call it what we started with. And um, yeah, I don't know. When I started writing like lyrics, it, I found it like hard to not like make them rhyme and like fit with the song because it was sort of one of those things where we were like, oh, dang, this is like too fun. This is like too too fun of a, a it's beat. too and catchy of a track. Yeah, you know? the track was too fun to not write, like, actual verses and, like, actually end up writing a chorus. So it, it actually happened pretty quickly. Like, the whole song was written in a day. Um, the production right. side of things, I suppose, took a bit longer. But by the time we decided that we wanted it to happen, we just sat down together and just had a good time and wrote wrote it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but Olivia the music was upon you. Yeah, where where when she when she sits down to write a concept, like once you get your mindset to a concept, like I feel like words just come out 
very quickly. Like like within <laughs> fifteen or minutes, pretty much the entire thing was was written. Like that's all awesome. the verses. That's, and- that's amazing. That's amazing because you know you would I would think it would be very hard. Um, I'm sure for someone like me, it probably would be. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time 
and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. I love the, I love the idea of a concept art. It, it's like an art show with a theme, you know, um, which which I really dig, you know. Uh, in my world, a gallery will approach me and say, you know, we want to put your paintings in. I'm like, you know, what do you have? This is usually I'm one of those guys that get I'm I'm always the second prettiest girl to dance. Um, somebody will cancel out or something, and then they'll call me last, you know, like a week before the show and say, what do you got sitting around? I'm like, I don't have anything sitting around. Everything sells. I, what's the theme? Let me get to work and get off the phone here because I got to knock 20 paintings out in a week. Um, but what are we, what are we painting? You know? And um, they'll usually tell me whatever it is, but I love it because I'm like, okay, my mind is in that place now. Um, and I imagine you now when you guys came up with the, with the, the concept of the concept album, girls party, which is fantastic, by the way. I wish I would have thought of it. It's such a cool theme. It's such a cool idea. Um, I mean, it really, really is. Uh, did you you had the concept before you even started making any of the tracks? Or did you have a couple of the tracks and you're like, yeah, this would fit pretty well? What's no, I mean, we have the tracks. I, I think both of us sort of have this, but, like, I know at least, Speaking on my end of things with the words, um, you know, it was sort of a weird experience. I had never written anything conceptual like this, but um, I think that we sort of realized one day, like, oh, like, there's a song called Bright Young Things on the album that is very specifically, like, set at a party, Um, but that was written way before we had the concept. That was written back in, like, 2020. Yeah, and it wasn't even going to be on the album. And I think we just found with a bunch of songs, like, that's sort of where we were writing from. And at least for me, I think I just found it, like, an interesting setting. Like, it seems like an easy – I don't know. It just, like, made sense for what, like, my goals were, I guess, like, that year um, as a writer. Like, I wanted, like I was saying, to write a bunch of songs from the perspective of – complex or at least you know well-rounded female narrators and I think that um you know the concept of doing that from the setting of a party party isn't something new you know like I grew up reading Jane Austen which is that you know it's books from all sorts of different female characters and they're super like psychologically astute sort of stories that highlight these characters um, different like complex personalities because you get to see them in all these different social settings and um, whether it's a ball or a dinner or something and you know that seems so outdated in a way but I really think that it's still the same and I think that sometimes the best way to write about things like anxiety or um, unrequited love or you know the many themes on the album sometimes is to like put it all in that sort of social setting um, 
so yeah, it honestly happened really naturally and kind of by accident. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I you know, here it is. It's, it's the artistic process in real time, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, it's very, very cool. It's very, very cool. Um, I love it. I love it. I like you guys' logo, too. Um, you know, I'm a visual guy, and uh, that's a cool logo. <laughs> very <laughs> contrasty you. and striking. Um, whoever came up with that, buy them a cup of coffee because it works. It works real well. All that um, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All, already got very cool. Now, with the world settling down, um, and you guys are going to be back up, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show started, you guys are going to be back up in Boston, uh, back home uh, soon. Um, You know, lots of good music venues in Boston, you know. Uh, I think the Middle East is still open in Cambridge there. Um, Are you guys going to be playing out, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have um, quite a lot of shows coming up. Two days ago, we played in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, nice. We're Boston Arts Fest on September 10th. Um, yeah. We're playing the night before that in Lowell. We have shows coming up. Um, quite, quite a few, uh, like, just, like, on-air, like, radio performance, like, acoustic performances. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. We're, Very cool. But definitely, you know, book shows um, sometimes last minute. So definitely, if you're someone who lives like anywhere on the East Coast and is interested at all, um, definitely check out our Instagram or our Facebook because yeah. we will keep you guys updated. We're we're liable. We've been known to just pop up randomly. Yeah. All over. Nice. We're liable to any given moment. <laughs> That's fantastic. That, that that reminds me of some of my comedian friends that I have. Um, where they're like, yeah, I just went in and uh, they had some time, so I did 30 minutes. I'm like, 30 minutes? Jeez. You just yeah. went in there. Didn't plan it. Amazing. Um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, that's, that's fantastic. Well, you guys are obviously, you know, you guys are old hat at this. Um, you know, you've been doing it. Let me ask you this. Before you guys met, had you been in prior bands or whatnot, or is this whole thing kind of a new venue for you? Um, a new party? I, I, well, it's kind of like a combination of, like, going into uncharted territory and also, like, you know, like we were both kind of self-motivated people before meeting and we like we had our own projects like Olivia had like a like a solo project like she had released um music under her name and I was also in a band previously um but this is our first time kind of like taking full control of the reins as far as like yeah every i mean like I had never booked a show before yeah. I had never even really sent an email before in a way we and, sort of flip flopped because Cody had the experience of playing in a live band, whereas I had never played with other people. I'd only played by myself, mm. but I was, like, on my own shows. So it's almost like, for me, the whole concept of, like, playing with other people is totally new. But for you, I'd say, like, the emailing and booking your own shows is sort of new. Yeah. That's fantastic. 
Well, you guys are doing well at it. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You guys probably already know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, you're real, real good at it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's obvious. Um, Thank so you. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I guess. I guess any plans of becoming accountants um, are out the window. Uh, no, you got to be start, you know? Uh, your parents are like, shut up, Jamie, shut up. They might need something to fall back I mean, on. No I mean, my, my mom is accounting, so I don't know. She might be listening to this like, damn. <laughs> I think we just really like writing. No matter where life takes us, I think that, you know, We'll always find a way. And, I mean, that's the good thing about starting out all DIY is that you don't really need to rely on anybody to, like, help you put music out into the world. I think we realize that we can just, if we put our minds to it, we can, you know, have a song, like, fully written and produced all by ourselves and put it out and share it with people. So I'd say no matter where life takes us uh, career-wise or whatever, we'll – We'll always be releasing stuff and writing because I think that's just like what makes us happy. So I don't see it well, in any situation. That's fantastic. That is a fantastic approach to it. I am, as someone who has, you know, when I was, when I first, I remember when I first started out, again, this was 20 years ago, um, maybe a little more. I, uh, you know, I thought I needed um, agents and, and all this stuff and, and all the trappings or everything you see in the movies and, read about and whatnot and I did absolutely hire a lot of these people um, and it was worth it in the fact that I learned how to do their job quickly and then I didn't have to hire them again because I did it myself from that moment on and you know if you're not cutting the pie up into a lot of little pieces it sure does seem to taste better that's all my you know that's just my experience folks it may be different for you (laughs) If you're making, yeah. if, if you've think, got a uh, you know sixty thousand uh, dollar advance deal brewing or something, well, yeah, definitely give uh, you know Mrs. Uh, Von Liebman a uh, a call <laughs> to go over the contracts and whatnot. Cody's um, mom, um, and uh, you know, but for a lot of stuff, yeah. Learn to do it yourself. And the cool, I remember, this reminds me, when I was a kid, my father, he was a mechanical engineer, and one of his, he was of a certain age, and one of his passions were cars. He was a car guy. He really enjoyed working on cars. Um, I was a bit of a prince. I didn't like getting my hands dirty and, you know, my nice clothes messy. And um, I hated working on cars. But he would always have me help him. And, uh, you know, I held a lot of flashlights. But I remember, I remember telling him one time, I'm like, Dad, I'm going to be a famous painter, man. I'm going to pay people to do this. I don't need to know how to do it. And he's like, yeah, but how will you know if you're getting ripped off or not? You know, and I didn't have anything to say. And I know this will be a big shock to a lot of people. I didn't become a big famous painter overnight, and uh, there were a lot of lean times. <laughs> Still are. <laughs> Still working towards that 20 years later. And there's been many times when I sure was glad I knew how to work on a car because I couldn't afford a mechanic to uh, to do what I needed them to do. And with any business, it's that way, you know. Learn your uh, learn what's going on. 
You have to. You guys are super good at it. And I think you make it look easy when it's not. Cody, you know how hard it is for some people to call up and try to book a show? Oh, my God. I know people that can't even use a phone. They have to text everything. That's very yeah. true. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to book it's a show or test. <laughs> yep. Are you kidding me? Maybe it's not oh, I don't know. We do have some great friends. Um, I think definitely the trick is, you know, do as much as you can on your own, but obviously, like, you can't do everything either. So I think the trick is just to work together with, good friends and people who care about what you're doing and you care about what they're doing. We definitely have some great um, bands that we're in Boston, great friends that we play live with, um, our nice. other members of our and collaborators and stuff. So definitely, like, we, we are thankful to our friends who have helped us out and, like, called us to play on their shows or et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I think that's the trick is just to work with people who like are having fun and care about the same stuff. So yeah, we yeah. big thanks to who everybody who has collaborated just with us. Just stick with passionate oh, yeah. people. Wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I you know, I read a uh, biography on David Bowie a few months back and uh, somebody it was just a collection of all these interviews and stuff he had done over the 50 years of his uh, professional life. And somebody had asked him one time, uh, they're like, man, everything you do is, is great, you know, uh, from not just the lyrics and the, the, the vocals, but like every aspect. And he says, yeah, I work with the best. <laughs> you know, when you work with the best, it, it usually works out in your favor, you know. Um, yeah. And Olivia is absolutely I, I, right. That was like tongue in cheek because I'm sure that David Bowie is a master at all aspects of that. But, oh, but you know, he did, he did. I mean, yeah, like Nick Ronson, his yeah. guitarist, is one of my favorite guitarists of all time. So, you know, there's there's oh, truth yeah. to everything. Very, very cool. I saw Bowie play um, at Mama Ken's in Boston. This was back in the day, back in the day. <laughs> I think it was like, wow. whatever album he was he was trying out in the crowd. I, yeah, he recorded it, Apache or something like that. I don't even know if they're still around. But uh, it used to be a big studio there in Boston. And um, I think it was the album with Thursday's Child. It didn't have any hits on it. Um, you know, but it was one of those. It wasn't a cool album. It wasn't Earthling or anything. But, um, yeah, it was in front of, I don't know, 200 people. And nobody knew. He didn't play any of his known stuff. It was just all stuff off the album to see how the crowd would react. Wow. So it was a weird... I, I what? spent my grocery money that week on the ticket. Um, it was a lean week at home, <laughs> but I had to go, you know? Well, yeah. Wow. I'm actually super curious. What, like, year was that? That had to be, I'm thinking back now. Um, you have to remember that far back, the little wavy for me. The, there was a lot of a lot of cocktails at the old Man Ray Club. Um, many, you guys probably yeah. don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> It used to be a big weirdo club that, you know, people dressed like dogs would go to and weirdos and stuff. It was great. Um, that was 95, maybe? 96? Something around there? Maybe 97? It was in the 90s. It was in the 90s. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. 
crazy time. That's, that's crazy like time. Dream part would have been to see Bowie yeah, live. I, yeah. And, you know, it was weird because I just happened to be down in that neck of the woods. I never – when I lived in Boston, we couldn't afford to go to any of the clubs. What was that? That was called where Avalon was a name for it. Was it the Lansdowne or something like that? I can't remember. That all the expensive clubs were there, you know, like $20 a head to get in and stuff. We couldn't afford that. Um, we never went to those places. We went to places like the Middle East and Mandarin. Yeah. You knew the door girl we- and – yeah, might get in. Um, you know, it was all right. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. I was at the... Uh, I mean, we... I'll never forget. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> we we tend to stay away. I mean, nowadays, I feel like Boston is, like, so strict. Like, it seems like mm. the entire city beat by, like, 10 p.m. Yeah. I mean, I don't oh, even man. know really go out. I mean, besides places like the Middle East, but we hang out in basements. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's always much more fun. That's where I grew up. When I grew up in Detroit, that's how a lot of everybody, I tell people I'm a retired club rat because I really don't do that. You know, I'm married now. I'm an old man. And uh, I like to be in bed by you know, 10, 30, 11. <laughs> I value sleep, <laughs> you know. It's, uh, that wasn't always the case, though. Um where I grew up in Detroit, that's how the techno scene started. Everybody thinks it was all these big clubs with, with laser beams and just all this amazing stuff. The music was amazing, but it was all held in, like, abandoned buildings and basements and, and warehouses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know? You were lucky if yeah. you had a disco ball in there. That was the light show. Usually <laughs> some people with some flashlights. Um, and you're hoping they weren't cops. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, very, very cool. I've had so much fun, guys. I know I kept you on. We started the show, as we always do. And I am so guilty of this. Every show. Every show. I always ask the guests, hey, you're good for a half hour. It's been an hour. It's been an hour. Half hour. <laughs> you guys are fascinating. I couldn't get an interview in in a half hour. Oh, my gosh. You've made an old man very happy. Thank you guys for being on the show. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. Little Oh, anytime. Anytime. You guys are welcome back anytime. Um, you know, keep making cool music. I can't wait to hear more. And uh, I want everybody to go out, pick up girls at parties. You guys have several stuff listed on uh, Spotify, right? People can pick up or wherever people buy digital music. You guys got yeah. some stuff out right now, right? Oh, yeah. We have an EP and a couple of singles. And, yeah, Girls at Parties is our latest single that's going to be off of our next album. So definitely um, I hope people give that one a listen because we're really, yeah, I think the most enthusiastic about this upcoming music than we've been about anything. So The, the latest that is and greatest. So cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, guys, when you're back in Boston, come about February, and uh, you're walking up the those hills in Jamaica Plain, you know, um, hating it, hating it when somebody's stolen the chair you've put out when you've dug out your parking spot uh, for your car. Yeah. Other people in the parts of the world have no idea what I'm talking about. Boston people understand. Yeah. <laughs> Do they feel yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you oh. go. Well, you have a friend. You have a friend in South uh, Florida, you know, two blocks from the beach. It never snows here. <laughs> you know? 
Dallas. Yeah. And you don't even have to wear a mask, even in the middle of a pandemic. They don't care. They're idiots, you know? <laughs> very true. Anywho, anywho. Uh, very, very cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms. We're going to push it out on all the podcasting platforms. I know you're sitting back right now saying, well, Jamie, how many podcasting platforms can there possibly be? And honestly, I don't know, but I do know that there's 678 different ones because that's how many we're on right now. Can you believe that? 670, 678 people had the idea of what this world needs is a podcast. And, you know, God bless them because we're on them all and people are listening, so that's cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It surprises me. Anyway. Uh, I appreciate all of our listeners. Be sure to check out uh, Little Fuss, all the links we have up and whatnot. In, when this goes into podcasting forms, those links stay active. So if you're listening to this on Pandora or whatever, you can click at the at Little Fuss Band uh, you know, link right there and get over to their, you know, their TikTok, their Instagram, their Facebook. Hey, that's another good guy. You guys did real well with that. They have the same name on all their social media. Do you know how many bands don't do that? You guys rock. We're trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're doing it's it well. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Art, art and geniuses over here. If anything, it just comes from the like people who are get confused themselves going on platforms that we figured we can make it simple for other people. It's yeah. definitely not because Well, I appreciate it for one. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Very, very cool. Well, folks, we will be back. What is today? Today's Tuesday. Are we, back, are we back tomorrow? No, we're back on Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow off. Hey, how about that? Um, we're good. back on Thursday, and we will see you then. So have a good one. Remember, folks, the world is cool um, getting there. Um you know, but still, it's a little weird in places, you know. If, if the waitress takes a little extra time, if the restaurant you're at, short staff, don't be a jerk. Don't be a creep. It's not their fault, you know. Just be cool. How about that? Be nice. Kind. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Have a good one, everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you, Olivia and Cody. You guys rock. Thank you Thank so you for much. Having us. Anytime, anytime. See you next time, everybody. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.